The community of Isla Vista is notorious for its long history of political activism, progressive momentum, and high voter turnout among students in the area. I spoke with Viviana Marsano, Isla Vista liaison and senior advisor to campus organizations in the Office of Student Life about the community's trends of civic engagement and voting in IV during a pandemic. Thank you so much for joining me today, Viviana. Sure, my pleasure. UCSB has historically boasted one of the highest rates of voter registration among students in the country. Can you speak on the voting power of Isla Vista residents and why voter registration among our student body is typically so high? Well, I think that we have to go back in history in terms of um, UCSB students have been civically engaged historically. So there is a history of protests at UCSB and Isla Vista during the Vietnam War, which ended, you know, led to the burning of the Bank of America in IV that a lot of, of students know. We have also have a lot of protests in support of ethnic studies departments in the late 60s, for example, for the creation of the Black Studies Department, the Department of Chicano Studies, and later on there was even a hunger strike, which was pretty severe. Lately, we see more um, in terms of the activism, in terms of demands presented to the Chancellor or Student Affairs by several affinity groups and advocating for their members, you know. So I think that this involvement, it's also reflected in the voter registration and 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 this voting uh, pattern stems from that history. So here at UCSB through the years, as you mentioned, we have had a very robust um, history of voter registration campaign with a very robust campaign in itself. Um, in fact, UCSB for the last decade and a half has been on and off the number one in the country for number of students registered. So in any given presidential election, we have registered up to 13,000 students per year in presidential elections. The numbers of students registered versus the number of students that show up to vote, it's lower. And this is a national trend. So youth between the age of 18 and 29 are the largest group of voters but historically, they show up in lower rates to the polls, though since 1916, this trend has increased. And for example, we have an increase of 30% of um, this group showing up to vote. And I think that this trend will continue to increase every year. Um, so because of this, UCSB and Isla Vista have basically helped decide elections, for example, in the third district for many years. So third district candidates and, and third district initiatives are very easily decided by the vote of UCSB students and Isla Vista. So I think as you mentioned in your question, our voting power has been pretty strong. Thank you. Um, so why should students register to vote in Isla Vista as opposed to their hometown? You know, it's really interesting because the first um, day uh, of our voter registration campaign uh, in normal years, not during the pandemic, has been during a moving weekend, you know, and we go to every single floor meeting, around 80 floor meetings 
in two evenings and we registered between 2,800 and 3,000 students in two evenings. But one thing that we see when we go to these meetings is that I, I, I'm going, not going to say everybody, but a good number of students say, oh, my parents want me to register at home. Um, so they are he hesitant to register here at UCSB, but this changes pretty soon and especially during the second year. And why? I think this is related to what I have just mentioned about Isla Vista voting power. We have a large group of students who are engaged socially and politically, and they want to make a difference at UCSB and in, in, in IV, their community. So though Isla Vista is a very small community, it offers, involves students, a broad range of opportunities to participate civically and in community engagement. So for for example, in Isla Vista, students can be part of the board of the Isla Vista Community Service District. They can be part of the board of the Isla Vista Recreation and Park District. They, it, a lot of students want to participate, for example, with the Food Co-op Board. And a lot of students do a lot of work with nonprofits in Isla Vista, like the Santa Barbara, um, the St. George Youth Center, the Isla Vista uh, Youth Projects, Isla Vista Elementary school, the churches, and a lot of other organizations. In addition, um, lately we have seen a trend of professors teaching classes in Isla Vista. It could be social, politically, political issues in IV. It could be art issues. For example, Professor Kim Yasuda, um, for, since the tragedy in 1914, has had a class which is called Isla Vista Labs, and they do a lot of art projects. If you have seen all the electrical boxes in Isla Vista that are very, very nicely painted, this came out of this class. You know, Professor John Foran teaches a class called EcoVista. Um, the executive director of Associated Students, Maricela Marquez, has taught a class on Isla Vista and activism for many, many Many times. We also have Greek and other uh, Greek groups and other registered organizations that do tutoring work um, in the elementary and with elementary and high school students. We have a lot of different volunteer courses in IV. And a lot of this group also raise funds that they actually uh, donate to Isla Vista nonprofits and causes. So I think that that's why a lot of students are really, really very passionately involved with um, local issues in, in the community. What are the biggest challenges you anticipate will impact the IV and SB County elections this year? So for example, is voter suppression of high concern in the area? Okay, before I address local voter suppression, I would like to address it nationally. Mm -hmm. So, of course, because this is a presidential election, it is particularly of great interest um, for a lot of students and also given the polarization that we see in the country um, currently. So, and that is connected also to the great mobilization by youth these years. So in terms of voter suppression, for example, nationally, we are seeing national trends that some DMV offices in rural areas are being closed. And in a way that prevents 
prospective voters to get an ID to be able to go out and vote. So this is in fact for voter suppression. The also the fact that um, elections are on a weekday prevent many people who work, some people work two jobs and that prevents them from going to go to go in and voting, you know, uh, the fact that people don't have a card to go and vote. Um, and there has been a request to make voting day a national holiday so everybody can go uh, out to vote, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and, and like this, there are a lot of other um, ways in which we are preventing people from coming out to the polls. In the particular case of Isla Vista, we did see a very clear example of voter suppression last winter during the primary elections. You know, there was a Rock the Vote office in Isla Vista that was telling students that if they are out of state, they should not vote because they should not register to vote here because their car insurance policy would go up and this is not legal, you know. So there was that discourse in terms of trying to discourage students um, to vote uh, or to register to vote here at UCSB and Isla Vista. And it turned out that that Rock the Vote office was not connected to the national organization. And in fact, it was supported by one of the candidates um, for the third district elections, you know. Uh, but I don't see we are going to see this trend here this year. I hope that we are not going to see it. We'll see. Besides the presidential election, what are the biggest things on the ballot that might impact or interest IV voters specifically? Okay. One thing that generally interests IV voters is the voting for the supervisor for the third district, which is basically, you know, it covers from here up to Santa Ines. Um, this year, that race was decided during the primaries. So um, the candidate that gets over 50% of the vote doesn't have to um, be on the race um, in November. And this year, the district supervisor, John Harman, actually won that um, race during the primary election. So we are not going to be voting um, locally uh, in that respect. Other local measures do not really affect Isla Vista because they are, for example, a bond measure for the coal Cold Springs Elementary School District, another similar measure for the Golita Union School District, which we do not vote for. Um, there is also a tax resolution in the city of Golita. And also for the city of Golita, there is a major pro term um, that might not even actually be related to Isla Vista. There are other state initiatives that are going to be very important in this election and I want people to be aware. One of them is to increase funding sources for public schools, community colleges and local government services by changing the tax assessment of commercial and industrial um, property. So that's an important initiative. And I want to reiterate here that the voter registration campaign at UCSB and Gauchos vote is nonpartisan. So we cannot endorse any initiative, but I want you to be aware of this so that you make 
a decision, an intelligent decision. We have Proposition 16, which allows diversity as a factor in public employment, in education, contracting decisions, and that's a constitutional amendment, and it will be on the ballot, Proposition 16. Proposition 17 would like to restore the right to vote after completion of a prison term, because right now people who um, have a felony conviction are not allowed to vote, so that could change with Proposition 17. We have Proposition 18, which amends the California Constitution to allow 17-year-olds 17 to vote in primary and special elections, if they will. Um, and then we have another one to expand local government authority, which is Proposition 21, to enact rent control on residential property. So those are the state that will actually affect, in a way, our student population and our population in IV. Although the majority of voting in California will be through mail due to COVID-19, what in-person polling places will be open in Isla Vista and SB County? Okay, so um, I'm glad that you are asking this, you know, because um, we have had generally nine or 10 voting places uh, between the campus and Isla Vista. And because of COVID-19, we are not going to be able to have those polling places because of the size, regulations from the, C A the county department of health and things like that. But instead, we have worked very closely with the Santa Barbara County Elections Office, and we are going to have what they call now a polling a, a voting center in Isla Vista, and this will be in the Vista Room in Santa Catalina. How are these different from the polling centers that we have before? These polling centers are going to be open for four days. So in this case, from October 31st to the election day on November 3rd, and they will follow very strict um, health safety regulations, things will be sanitized when they move in, when they move out, after they have a contact with a person. What can people do in Isla Vista and UCSB in these voting centers? They can come in and check out their voter registration status. Mm -hmm. They can drop off their mailing ballot, they can vote in person, and they can also, if they forgot to register to vote, and I I'm trying to advise against this, try to vote before the elections. They can come and vote, uh, do a, um, a voter registration right there and then, and they could cast what we call a provisional vote. In addition, um, we are going to install, county elections is going to install a mailbox for mailing ballots in front of the Isla Vista Food Patrol. Mm -hmm. So it's safe to deposit your vote here. County elections personally comes and pick up, picks up the votes, you know, so you don't need to worry whether the local post office um, will have the capacity to deliver your mailing ballot in time, uh, on time. And also something that is very important when you do your mailing ballot, it has to be postmarked November 3rd as the deadline, but county elections and all the elections offices will be receiving this up to 17 days after November 3rd. 
So that would also be very convenient in this COVID-19 world. Could you also walk our listeners through the steps of registering to vote? Where should they start and where can they check their registration status if they're not sure? Okay, so first of all, the big question, how often do you re-register to vote? Mm -hmm. Every time you move addresses, you have to register to vote, which is a very common fact. I would say 99% of our student population and the population in IV do that. Even if you move within the same building, you move to another apartment number, you still have to register to vote. So basically, the population that we are targeting has to register to vote every year. Um, I would say we are going to have a very intense uh, digital campaign for students to register to vote. You know, historically, um, that work was done by the Voter Registration uh, Volunteer Coalition and the EVPSA in the AS office. Last year, during before the primary, we formed a new coalition called the Gauchos Vote Coalition, which includes the Voter Registration Volunteer Coalition, EVPSA, EVPLA in, um, in Associated Students, and CalPERC. So please, Tune in when you see any message, any email that we are going to send you from the Gauchos Vote Coalition. Something new this year is that we are going to direct the students to register to vote in a new um, webpage called CA studentvote.org and it is connected to the webpage of the Secretary of State in California. The beauty of this webpage is that it will ask you which school you go to, so it will allow us to recollect, to collect data about how many people registered to vote, how many of our students vote, you know, and then this is used by the National um, by the Center on uh, Voting Initiatives at Tufts University, and every university gets recognition for that work. Last year, we got a gold standard recognition. And this year, we are hoping to get to the platinum standard if we register 70% of the students to vote. So please be very careful with the messaging that we send you via email. Also, gold already has that link. So when you register, for classes, you can also register to vote through that link. We are working very closely with academic departments for student, for professors to have a link on their Gaucho Space classes. And we are also have we are also going to have a link um, on the on the Gaucho Space um, homepage. Um, so there are a lot of ways to actually get involved and registered to vote. We are also asking student, um, registered student organizations, if you want us to invite us to our Zoom meeting, we can come to the meeting and in five or seven minutes, register all your members. We are working with the athletics um, department this year. There is a big trend in the country to involve athletic um, teams um, to actually help us with the campaign. You can also volunteer with the Gauchos Vote Coalition and we will send you a link to volunteer there. Uh, and again, very, very important this year, it's the first time that you will have the opportunity to have a mailing ballot. So um, once you register, you will receive the ballot 
please, if you have any questions on your voter registration status, check the links that we are going to send you. This new um, webpage will allow us, if you choose to, to send you reminders about getting out the vote. We can also do phone banking, reminding you of election day on November 3rd. And as we talked already about our voting center in the um, Vista Room in Santa Catalina, it will be open from October 31st to November 3rd. And you can register there last minute. You can cast your provisional vote. You can drop off your mailing vote. So please follow us. <laughs> Those are all the questions I had for you, but is there anything else you'd like to add? No, just the one thing, please don't delete our email either for voter registration or the census. We are going to be very aggressive, very proactive with this campaign for the census until September 30th and very proactive for voter registration. I haven't mentioned yet the deadline to register to vote is October 19th. So mm -hmm. don't miss that deadline. And then we are going to actually on um, October 20th, we are going to start our campaign for getting out the vote. You matter students mm -hmm. and Ivy residents. Thank you to Viviana Mersano, Isla Vista Liaison and Senior Advisor to Campus Organizations and the Office of Student Life for speaking with me about voting in IV during a pandemic. With KCSB News, I'm Ashley Rush.